There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's effing go! Because finally, the bloodline have an actual faction <laughs> that can challenge them for their dominance. Finally, WWE has a good storyline for the bloodline to sink its teeth into. Because we've been treading water <laughs> with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Really just, you know, diddly diddly dee. We're just bouncing oh. our way along, waiting for some real stars to step up here. And unfortunately, Team TNA is not available. <laughs> so we went with the next best thing. Dominic! Mysterio, <laughs> welcome to the Wrestle Dog Podcast. I am Luke Owen, DAD, your Jam That Champion. I am joined by also the Quizzlemania Champion as well. Yeah. Also, Chopper P. Quinnell is here with me as well to talk about Monday Night Raw, it's, which was last night. It's really good that you waited more than 15 seconds to do the swear because YouTube demonetizes videos if you have a swear in the first 15 seconds. Well, so it's, it's thankful, Pete. Yeah. That we've got a sponsor for today's Yay! episode. We're sponsored by Geology. Everyone, take care of your skin. Take care of the way that you look, the way that Dominic Mysterio does. Be like your one true king of Monday Night Raw and look after yourself using our promo code WRESTLE70. Click the link in the video description down below. Take a very simple quiz. And that's 70, but mate, you're right there. I'm not giving you 10, I'm giving you 20. I'm not giving you 30, I'm not giving you 40, I'm not giving you 50, I'm not giving you 60, I'm not giving you 69. I'm doing literal one better than that. 70% off your trial set, Geology. Click the link in the video description down below. We'll go into that in a little bit. But of course, here we go. Let's talk about, you know, we've been saying since Triple H took over creative, mm -hmm. the best thing on Monday Night Raw is that the is, Judgment Day. That is correct. And finally, Triple H is realizing this himself. <laughs> Because the entire third hour of this show was dedicated to the Judgment Day. I loved it. I loved it so much. I love the fact that the Judgment Day are the best thing on Raw. And I love the fact that they are being treated like they're the best thing on Raw. This makes me very happy. It's weird as well, because they're also treated like a joke. 
Yeah, but, there, but, but it's a joke that everyone's in on. And we're, we're, all, we're all in the joke together. Fun little faction, isn't it? Yeah. Because they're presented as goofy dorks. But yet they're but also, could also wrestle. That's it. Because Damien Priest here wrestled for basically an hour mm. in the tag tournament match. I don't know what the exact figure was at the end, but they said on commentary, he's been in this match for over 50 minutes mm. before we got into the final sequence. So he was nearing an hour. And he was amazing. Finn was amazing. Mm -hmm. But it's they're still a goofy comedy act yeah. that was doing some weird shtick with The Miz to kick this segment off. So last week, and you know, I'm cards on the table, putting it out on Front Street. I was wrong last week. I wasn't sure if WWE thought they were presenting a cool badass and Dominic Mysterio or whether it was just them doing some funny comedy. I was wrong. It clearly is just meant to be a comedy act. We're laughing at Dominic. We're laughing at Dominic. Yes. I'm glad that we are because this crowd certainly wasn't. It's a shame because yeah. I thought this was really good. So we got a Miz TV segment. Mm. This is like basically the start of the final hour of the show. Mm -hmm. We got a Miz TV segment with the Judgment Day. And for the first time, I think ever, it said there's a Miz TV segment coming. And I went, Ugh. and then it went with Dominic Mysterious. I went, <gasps> <laughs> I didn't groan for a Miz TV segment. And... You know, you got Corey totally overselling what Dominic went through in prison. Now, you you sigh there. I do. But I, I will actually go to bat for that because at least he's doing something. Kevin Patrick, <laughs> will someone wake that lad up? Bloody, give him a cup of coffee, will you? A Red Bull something because sleeping his way through three hours here. I mean, it, it is a weird time zone for an Irish guy. Like <laughs> He's like three in the morning at I, this point. I like the lad, but this Kevin Patrick thing is not working. This needs a JR. This needs a Michael Cole. Mm -hmm. This needs an Excalibur, a Tony Schiavone, the babyface commentator to be like, he wasn't really in prison. Mm -hmm. He didn't really go through any of this. Yeah. Instead, you've got Corey Graves doing the big oversell of just like, oh, the things he went through. Can you imagine, Kevin Patrick, what it's like to go through the things that he went through? I heard all of these stories and he'd rattle off all of these stories they're told. And Kevin Patrick would be like, oh yeah, and now he's doing a thing with the Miz. <laughs> And that's it. That's all he has to offer. Like, and up next is Tag Team Turmoil. I wonder how that'll affect it. That's all he has to offer. Bland as anything is mm -hmm. Kevin Patrick. And then they basically did this segment where The Miz interviewed him about what it was like being in prison. And he was telling, you know, so the stories. Funny. Well, that's the thing. I say, so I'm going to throw this to you because yeah. everything was in place for this to work. Mm -hmm. Dom's great. <clears throat> P uh, Priest is great. Finn's mm -hmm. great. Rhea's great. Miz is great. Like, and... This storyline should work, but this segment failed miserably. I loved it. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, that's, so I, was, I wanted to throw this to you because like, I, I've i got some issues with this, but mm -hmm. please, please take us through. Uh, so first off, Dominic looks like a proper bellend. <laughs> Came out with his sunglasses and the mask cover in his mouth. Wonderful look for Dominic. I love that. Came in and he was sitting down and, you know, Corey was doing the big oversell about his time in prison and all that stuff, which I think was fine in the lead up to the Miz TV segment. Him continuing to do that through the main event, I was like, all right, Corey, tone it down now. But in the lead up to this segment, I thought was great. Um, and Miz was initially playing it seriously, being like, Dominic, can you please tell me about your experience in prison? And Dominic's like, snitches get stitches. Can't say. I was like, that's very funny. That's great. And then Finn Balor comes in. He's like, it's okay. You're free now. You can share your experience. Like really playing up like the trauma of going to prison. And 
Dominic's playing out. Can you imagine being locked with the world's most dangerous people? There was a guy who was sleeping in my cell. I overheard him saying he wanted to punch a hole in my face. So I got down, I slapped him and said, do we have a problem here? And that was that. Like, really playing up the the doofus that is Dominic Mysterio. And everyone's in on the joke that he apart clearly did. from this audience. Sure. I, I don't care if the audience got it or not. I got it, and I found it very funny. Uh, that Everyone knows that Dominic clearly didn't do any of this stuff. He's obviously lying. And I thought this was an absolute home run segment, because then Miz says, and I didn't think this line was necessarily executed well, but I really enjoy the line of Miz saying that, so my sources tell me you were held there for a matter of hours. Yeah, he was, was held. Great. He was held in county jail. He didn't yes. actually go to prison. He was just yes. held in county jail for a couple of hours, <laughs> which is great. And then Damien Priest said, "Like that is a lie. That's that a is, lie. That is not true." And then I like how he intimidated Miz. Was like, or I was misinformed. He goes, "Yeah, that's right." <laughs> it's just I liked everything. It the crowd didn't react to it, which is a real shame. But I don't think that takes away from the comedy that they did to because I think it worked. I I would I disagree. I. And that, that's why the segment didn't work for me is because this is not as funny as it should have been. Like I, there was a bit when uh, Dom, you know, Dom was like, "Oh, you know, I've got some stories I could tell." And Davy Priest like, "Hey, Dom, tell that really good story." <laughs> and Dom's like, "Yeah, that is a good story." <laughs> and the story he tells is the one you mentioned. It was like, "I was yes. there on my bunk. My cellmate said he was going to punch a hole in my face, so I got down and I said, we got a problem here.'" And and that's it. You like you yeah. you. It's it's almost like we've got the setup, but there's no punchline, and it's not helped by the fact that the crowd aren't laughing mm. or booing. They're just sort of flat out silent during this. And then that isn't helped by the fact that like I, I thought Dom had one really good line where he's like, I now know what Martha Stewart feels like. That's great. It's a great line. The crowd didn't react to that either. No, they didn't. And then Miz had his line of you were only there for a couple of hours. And the crowd didn't react to that either. Mm. So it's like there was just something missing in this segment. Because it's not like this was a bad crowd. This crowd were hot all night, with the exception of this one segment. Mm -hmm. And it's I thought that Dom's promo last week really worked. Mm. But this one didn't and i don't quite know what the missing piece of it was because you're right like as all the elements are there for it to work and one of the stuff they had in there was funny it's just none of it landed at all for me that doesn't matter i don't need the crowd to laugh to know that something's funny and uh, it was if the crowd didn't like connect with it for whatever reason Oh well, that's what a barometer is, though, right? That's what we were talking about. Like wrestlers getting over is based on crowd reactions. I guess, but I think it, it doesn't matter for me so much for comedic segments. Like for me, crowds can laugh at the pee pee poo poo jokes. I'd be like, that's not funny. Like I don't, I don't connect with that at all. Yeah, but you, I know. But we can at least say, well, I didn't make, I didn't laugh. But the crowd, the audience, it clearly worked for an audience. There was an audience that liked this in the same yeah. way that. I, I always bring this up. Lana Rusev Lashley, it was a terrible storyline. Mm. I did not like it, but the yeah. crowd ate it up and lapped it up. Sure did. So it clearly, that is work. It's something I didn't get, but it did work. Mm -hmm. This is something that I thought should have worked, mm -hmm. but it didn't. I'm just going to put it down to the crowd. I thought they, they did the work they needed to, and maybe a couple of lines weren't executed enough. Maybe there wasn't quite enough breathing room or comedic timing or whatever, and you can pick apart the segment. But I think what they had was a really good furthering of Dominic's character, and we all... We all, apart from the crowd, <laughs> laughed along with Dominic being a bellend. And that was the point. And I, I, and I like that. I wonder if it's... I don't think last week's promo really got over what this new character is. So then just throwing this character out there... I just don't think this, I don't think the, the, the audience is really connecting to what Dominic is trying to do or what WWE are trying to do with Dominic. I think if you'd have done this in a couple of weeks' time after doing more backstage segments, like the one you had last week, you might have been able to... 
this might have worked better. Mm. But you needed to do this here because you were then going to go into the hour-long tag team gauntlet. Yeah. So while I had my, my little quibbles with Ms. TV, which I thought was a segment that was not as funny as it should have been, the tag team gauntlet was a escalation, a perfect little escalation mm. of challenges. The judgment so day good. went from start to end. They started this, they ended it. They So this is for the number one contendership to the Usos, by the way. Yeah. Unspecified when. It's not at the Rumble. Could be on Raw. It's just sometime. At some point soon. Yeah. I'd imagine it will be a Raw either before or after the Rumble. I sure. think if it was at the Rumble, they would have just said at the Royal Rumble. Probably, yeah. Uh, but it started off with the Judgment Day versus Good Brothers, mm -hmm. which was fine. It was all right. It was all right. Worked over Garrels' leg for most of it. Yeah. Good Brothers went to do a finishing move. Dominic Mysterio tripped Anderson on the outside. That led to Finn Balor rolling him up and they got the pin. Yep. Absolutely fine. Then we got the Judgment Day versus Hurt Business. And I, when they announced that Hurt Business were in this, well, they didn't call them the Hurt Business. It was Cedric and Shelton. But yes. we've seen them get back together via MVP in backstage segments. Mm -hmm. And even earlier in this show, MVP was trying to make amends with Bobby Lashley. And yes. he said, look, I've, I've already started to put the pieces in place for Cedric and Shelton to get back on, get their careers back on track. I don't think this was a good advertisement for that because they lost quite easily. They, they did lose quite easily, but I think... Okay, so obviously what you wanted to do was have Judgment Day go the whole way and it linked in with the Miz TV segment and all that stuff. I would have thought that you'd have had them win here, but unfortunately you needed Judgment Day to win, which is a shame. Just don't put them in this match then. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I still think it's fine because the Hurt Business hasn't been formed yet. So you can still see Alexander Benjamin trying and failing, and then when Hurt Business comes back together properly... Which is what we're can, waiting for. Which is what we're waiting for. Then you can say, like, right, now they're ready to be a fully-fledged tag team. I think it, it's okay for them to lose here. I thought they were at, what we were going to get from the end of this was, like, the final pairing would be Judgment Day and Shelton with Cedric, mm -hmm. and you do the big reformation of the Hurt Business there. Only because you'd kind of set up earlier in the show with Lashley and MVP, mm -hmm. but here they were just sort of fodder for judgment day to get through because at this point they're not the focus of the story here the judgment yeah. day are the focus so I, I totally get that I, I still think though that even through all of this match with the various different matchups and things i think the wrestling mattered and to me that's that's important i like it when wrestling matters and the fact that alexander and benjamin did better than a lot of people thought they would because they haven't been presented at all on raw them actually being like oh no they got some good offense in against judgment day like that's step one them actually doing something in the match, that's good. And then you can build on that when they reform her business and become a proper tag team. I'd say doing something is a stretch. I think they were there. They had a really hot start when they did the big dives. Cedric and Shelton had some really good tag team offense. There was, there was a lot to enjoy. It was not as good as our next pairing, oh. which was Judgment Day versus Alpha Academy. With Alpha Academy as the baby faces. And it worked. Good lord, this worked. Oh, the crowd just wanted Otis. I have no idea what happened to this Alabama crowd, but the second that Otis was on the apron, and it was weird because they were in the baby face corner mm. as well. Yeah. And it's the heels working over Chad Gable, building to the Otis hot tag. And this crowd got rabid for an Otis hot tag. Yeah. And I guess it's because we haven't seen it in front of an, a crowd for so long. It's so easy to forget how good of a babyface Otis is because mm -hmm. this hot tag rules. <laughs> so good. Awesome this hot tag was. How how would you feel about an Alpha Academy babyface run? On the strength of this, I'd be well in for it. 
I think you could quite easily get over Shush as a babyface thing. Yeah, instead, absolutely. Instead of shooting the crowd, you shush your opponents. Yep. Easily get Perfect. this over as a babyface thing. And yeah. damn, Otis was so, so good he here. He was great. When he set up to do the Caterpillar. Oh my God. When Damien Priest started doing jetty legs, I was like, where have I seen this before? And then he flopped on, on the mat and Otis did the turn like, as soon as he's around, I was like, oh, it's the thing that I haven't seen in ages. It's the Caterpillar spot. It's 2019. Oh, really? Mate. Like, 20, like early 2020 when they were doing the, the Mandy Rose Otis stuff. Like that was like Otis's big full. Yeah. Him WrestleMania match with Ziggler. That was still babyface. Oh, he lost the money in the bank to Miz. That was still babyface. Was it 21 when he turned heel? Yeah, but like in front of crowds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's 2019, early mm. 2020 was the last time we've really had yeah. babyface Otis in front of an, an audience like this. Yeah. And he just soaked it in. Mm. And he, he fed off of it. And the caterpillar was like, I proper popped oh, yeah. for him busting out the caterpillar. And the finish of this, I thought, was great. Really as well. good. So, so good. Because Otis is on this tear. He sets up Balor in the corner to do the Vader bomb. And Balor pulls Gable on top of him. So Otis does the Vader bomb, but he does it to both Gable and Balor. So Gable is absolutely taken out. Balor rolls out as well. Damien Priest pins Otis. I really thought they'd have pinned Chad Gable, but hey, that's it's cool to see. It worked. I'm glad to see that it's not just Gable is there to take the pins. Mm -hmm. That's that's I mean, that's a good thing. Yep. Um, but it also meant that Balor could not continue. Did the big sell. He could not continue. Oh. He was on the outside, he couldn't breathe. <laughs> Dame, uh, so Adam Pierce was out there, and Balor was just like, "Oh, we can't, we can't go on." I I loved this so in, for one moment in particular, like Balor was you know holding his wrist, be like, "Oh no, I can't go on, can't go on." And Adam Pierce is out there saying like, "You know, what we're going to do, etc." And there's one point where Balor tries to stand up. When we talk about them being a, a goofy a faction, he tries to stand up and just goes, "Ow!" <laughs> really loud. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> But what it meant was Adam Pierce made the decision. You can either forfeit mm -hmm. or Dominic Mysterio replaces Finn Balor. Damian Priest's selling of this moment tells you everything you need to know about this group because his selling of that was like, oh no, oh. Don't, don't, no don't do that because no, I don't, because he actually sucks. Yeah. But we can't tell him that no. because we have to pretend that it was the right thing for him to join the group. Yeah. So he's just like, oh. No, that's good. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good thing that this is happening. Mm -hmm. yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Come on, Tom. We cool. got this. Yeah, yeah. me and Tom, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll be grand. And the street profs comes like, oh, the street profs. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're really good. You can see like he's gone behind Dominic and he's like got his hands on his shoulders to like hype him up and whatever. And on his face, he's like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, no, oh, not, not Dominic. Yeah. Not of all people. Cannot be Rhea? <laughs> Surely Rhea Ripley could, could be my tag partner instead, uh, right? And so it was, like it was just led to this great match mm. between Judgment Day and Street Profits. Just very fun wrestling, uh, and the heels worked over Dawkins, and this crowd built and built and built and built and built to that Ford hot tag. And hot dang, like Ford got this hot tag, ran wild. They were doing dives left, right, and center. Dawkins did this incredible dive. Ford was diving. Mm -hmm. Dawkins did his big corner dive spot as well. Looked like he was set up to win. Hit the 450 splash, but was pulled out of the ring by Rhea Ripley. Ford, by the way. I think you said Dawkins. Sorry, Ford, Ford. hit. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, hits the Ford 15. Ah, there it is. Yep, He's uh, done it. Yep. Uh, and Rhea Ripley pulls him out of the ring. In all of the melee of this, Dominic Mysterio rolls up Ford, gets his feet on the ropes. Rhea holds the feet down. 
despite the fact that Damien Priest wrestled for nearly an hour in this, Dominic Mysterio is the man that won the match for them. This, to me, was brilliant. Absolutely perfect. It was what you wanted it, wanted it to be. Street Profits getting the real big shine, getting the big like moments and being like, ah, oh, this is the team we want to win. The finish of all the, the, the ruckus on the outside and Priest pulling Ford out. And then there was a moment where Priest, uh, sorry, Bala, no, Dominic, I'll get there eventually. He is, to... he is the third most important yeah, 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 guy, yeah. but one also the, guys. the number one guy yeah, in the exactly. Group. He tried to run at Ford and Ford just leapt up onto the apron, literally like two foot jumping, whoop, just straight up onto the apron as Dominic like charged, went past him. It was all like the highlights of why you should care about the Street Profits but still giving Judgment Day the win at the end of it. This was absolutely phenomenal. When, when I got to the end of it, I was so invested in this that I was literally just like, oh, what great nipple. Oh, this is so good. And then when they did the roll-up and Dominic won, I was literally just like, oh, yeah. oh, it was probably like heel heat. I was like, screw you, Judgment Day, but also you're really good. It was, and I actually, I talked about the importance of, you know, wrestling meaning something and wins and losses meaning something. The Street Profits looked so dejected mm. that they'd lost this match. Yeah. Like, so proper crushed that they'd lost this match. They're just sitting in the ring together. Because they had the, had the ultimate opportunity. They mm -hmm. came in last. The yeah. fresh team yeah. going up against Judgment Day, who've been doing this for like nearly an hour. So mm -hmm. like they had the golden opportunity here and it was taken away from them by Rhea Ripley on the outside and cheating with Dominic Mysterio. And they just looked so devastated to have lost this. But Judgment Day is celebrating, holding up Dominic, being like, hey, Dominic, you did it, buddy. The Usos music hits. The Usos come out and they hold up their 5,000 tag titles that they have. And I was like, oh, this is the best thing. Mm. I, I was really worried that the Street Profits were going to win mm. and we were just going to run back Uso Street Profits. Judgment Day winning is the best outcome here. I loved this so, so much. Yeah. I mean, it's heel versus heel, but I don't care. It works. It's, it's just cool. I don't make the rules. It just works, right? Uh, and I, I love this well. If you're continuing the story of the Street Profits and their trajectory in the company, Montez Ford got distracted last week from Bianca being injured and everything, and he was the downfall of the, the team from mm, last week. Yeah, yeah. Montez Ford got pinned again here. There's, there's enough reason for Andrew Dawkins to be like, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I mean, you, you're come not on, wrong. You keep us losing. You're absolutely not wrong. If you are going to have some sort of maybe a split, maybe not, maybe some sort of singles run. You're telling the story. If you if you want to tell it or not, the 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 foundation's there. And also, you got a Royal Rumble coming up. You got a Rumble coming up, so you can it's... do you can do some spots there, man. Yeah, As it is in like uh, this did a lot. Uh, this this whole match, and I I really really enjoyed it. Uh, I loved all the stuff the Judgment Day did. I thought Street Profits were great. I thought Alpha Academy were absolutely awesome. I mean MVP. You can't probably say like Damian Priest. Yeah, dude, like wrestled for nearly an hour, and yeah, it's a tag match. And as earlier, he looked unfazed mm. by the amount that he had gone through. Yeah. It was awesome. It was so so great. Yeah, I thought this was a wonderful segment, and it places a nice focus on tag teams. Thumbs up from me. Love a bit of tag wrestling. And it makes the Usos Judgment Day match feel very important. Really does, which yeah. Which is great. There was a moment uh, that I, I did have a bit of a giggle at, though, with Corey Graves' commentary. Uh, it was the first time in the match where Priest and Ford tagged in, and they're sort of like having this big epic stare down. And Corey Graves' like, man, 
two badasses right there. And Ford immediately start dancing. And I was like, hmm, less of a badass when he's doing <laughs> that, though, isn't he? No, he's very badass. He's just he's just charismatic. Luke. He, is, he is charismatic, that oh, is for sure. Yeah. I yeah, I thought this was awesome. My question would be though, because Yeah, look. We can we can argue it's bloodline versus judgment day, but really this is probably just a one and done tag match. I don't think Roman's getting involved in this. I don't think Solo... So we're not going to get like Solo Sokoa versus... I mean, we'll get like Solo versus Dominic, but I think this is most likely just an Usos Judgment Day tag match that's a one-and-done thing. Probably to set up the return of Edge because the, the rumor... The rumor has it. Mm -hmm. It's Edge and Balor at uh, Royal Rumble inside Hell in a Cell. Yeah. And we've not got a lot more weeks to start doing that, so... Like two weeks, three weeks, maybe two rules left. I think yeah, there's two rules left. So, yeah. I mean, do you do the tag match on next week's raw? And that's when you do the edge return. I think that'd be very cool. And then the week after that, yeah. you announce it's hell in a cell. I honestly, uh, to that point though, I don't see an issue with it being a one and done, just a straight tag match. Me? Oh it, no, it, me neither. It doesn't have to be faction warfare. It doesn't have to be bloodline versus judgment day. It's just like, this is going to be a fun tag match great yeah no no i I'm, I'm, i wasn't being to be like a, oh that's a bad thing i was mm. more like it's we're setting expectations yeah. i don't i don't want people to think of this as like this is bloodline versus judgment day like this is we're not pushing finn balor into the main event here to go up against roman reigns no absolutely not no no this we is just had a, that well it was someone in the chat was like well this time we can do it right um maybe we can down the line but like now is not the time to be doing that like mm. judgment day versus bloodline is not the story to be doing now because the yeah. story you should be doing now is bloodline owens and zane like that's the that's the big thing right there uh apparently the chat is saying something is it elimination uh, read read the tag chat match? guys uh i don't know it's only for the tag team champions priest was yep. the iron man yep edge lost to the judgment day sure Huh. I thought someone said it was at Elimination Chamber. The uh, well, so, well there's one Second person that said it's at uh, it's at EC. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, we'll find anyway, out. We'll find out. Apparently, it might be at the Elimination Chamber. It could be at a Royal. I, I thought the rumor was it was at Royal Rumble, but we don't know. We'll find out. Who knows? Well, there was supposed to be a uh, in the new plans for Edge. There was a report saying that it was going to be a mixed tag match oh, of Balor and Ripley versus Edge and Beth Phoenix. For a second, I don't know why. Ms. Maurice? Yes. <laughs> That is We've the done that, Luke. that's the immediate. Well, it was last year as well. It was Royal Rumble yeah. last year. I was like, that was the immediate thing I jumped to. You said yeah. a mixed tag match. I was like, oh, it's Miz and Maurice because it's always it's bloody Miz and Maurice. Yeah, I don't like. It. I mean, it may. I I thought they were going to do this a while back. I thought yeah. they were going to do that Survivor Series with yeah. uh, with Beth Phoenix because they literally set Beth Phoenix up in the I Quit match. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it makes sense. It's just I after doing seeing what they're doing with Rhea Ripley, mm -hmm. I don't want to see her just doing this a mixed tag yeah with a, a, her versus beth on a one-on-one -on -one, that i'm into yep mixed tag less into yep well uh let's see what you have to say about this when we get into the ultra Ooh, chats that's what the chat's saying it's only for the raw tag belts is it huh where did that come from is that is that so are they going to split the titles and they have Judgment Day win? Huh. Do you know what? That's exactly what I said. On an outstanding Monday Night Raw, brag there, the Judgment Day emerged victorious in a tag team turmoil match, earning themselves a chance at the Usos' Raw tag team titles. Huh. Huh. 
That is interesting. It is interesting. That really feels like they're going to split the they're belts. Split the belts. And they're going to have Judgment Day hold the tag belts, which is a great idea. Judgment Day holding the tag belts is great. But the Uso splitting the tag belts like that, that's... Hmm. And out of nowhere mm. as well. Yeah. There's no precedent for them to suddenly be only vying for one set of belts because yeah. the Usos have defended both before. Huh. Interesting. Apparently there was like it was on the graphic. They said it a thousand yeah. times on commentary. Yeah, yeah. I well, think I just I think it said tag titles. Yeah, I was we, like, we just assume it was like okay, cool, tag yeah. titles. Yeah, I, I don't really pay attention <laughs> to that. Yeah, to those graphics in the corner because it says like you're now watching. I was like, well, yeah. no, I can. I've got yeah. eyes. I can see. Yeah. Well, there you go. Apparently, huh. it's just for the, uh, the raw tag titles. That is interesting. Well, there you go. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, we get into your Ultra Chats here. Funnily enough, that's what the topic is. Kevin says, I'm really interested in the fact that commentary kept saying the match was for the Raw Tag Titles during the face-off. Mm. The Usos only raised the Raw Tag Belts. It's a weird way to split the belts, but I'm at least intrigued. I, I'm half and half on that. Mm. It is a weird way to split the titles. And yeah. I don't know if I'm more intrigued by it. Just be, and I think the only thing that gives me pause, I'm just like, yeah, but why? Mm. Why isn't it like because they unified the belts? Yes, they're the undisputed, unified, whatever they are, belts. It, it, I'll tell you what it is. It just feels like a really lazy way out of the situation. However, yeah, 
if it does mean just splitting up the belts, I'm not against it. Yeah. It's it is it is point blank a lazy way of doing it, but it is a way of doing it. It's the I've got the exact same issue with Roman defends one title on night one and the mm. second title on night two. I, I think that is okay. You can have a match for one of the belts, but you need to do the work in the story to set that up. I think just saying, well, it's for the Raw belts. You go, wait, but why though? Mm. I think if they actually did like a story with Adam Pearce or whatever, where he's saying, you've held the tag belts for too long, you're going to defend both your belts or whatever, you have some sort of story for it, a storyline reason, then it's okay. I think it's much better to do it this way than to say, they vacated one of the belts and now they're vacant and we're yeah. going to fight for them. That's the, much worse. For me, like it is just, it is as lazy as would swap in the belts. I don't know you if know, that's like, fair. You know, like when they just do the backstage, well, I'm now on Raw, so yeah. I've got to hand you the, the blue belts. Like this this is sort of as, as lazy of a, well, it is a way out of this situation we're in. What would you do? If you're in their shoes with unifying the tag belts, how would you how would you split them up? I mean, you, uh, two out of three falls um, with three teams in the same way, like when uh, WrestleMania 2000, when mm -hmm. Kurt Angle had was Eurocontinental champion. First fall is for the IC belt. Second fall for the mm -hmm. uh, European Championship. But you need a storyline justification as to why both of those belts are online because you have uh, Kurt Angle did not unify those belts. Mm -hmm. He just he had just two. Had he had two separate belts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. These are unified tag titles yes when jericho was defending the undisputed championship he was carrying two belts but it was one title same as roman same reigns. as roman reigns roman yeah. reigns is a one champion thing he just has two belts yeah so and it's they've booked themselves into that corner mm -hmm. they sure have so so it's it's a way rounded and it's a great way to just put it as that person there's like adam pierce that's why yeah pretty much uh, Benny Boy said, I usually don't like uh, Corey and Kevin on commentary, but I couldn't stop laughing during the main event. Prison Dom is now the best thing on Raw, especially as he looks like a Saints Row character. That's so apt. Anthony Brewer, hello lads, hope you're having a lovely day. Dominic Mysterio looks like a combination of Prison Mike from The Office mm -hmm. and a Third Street Saints member uh, and Wannabe Conan. I did, <laughs> wannabe Conan was my first thought. That's good. Uh, also, you can hear Al uh, Rhea calling Alexander a dickhead during the match. I thought I heard that. That's that was great. Awesome. Ace Trainer Liam! Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Dominic Mysterio acting like he spent decades in prison after only being in county jail for a few hours is the beginning of the best long-term storyline in WWE history, culminating in the wrestling return of the Colossus of Bogo Road, or Bogo Road, Nathan Jones. Sounds great. Yeah. Yep. He's, I mean, he is tall. Tall man. Um... Okay, according to Mod Mother, it was a, it's a punishment from Pierce. They have to defend the SmackDown titles against a different team. I wonder if that would be against Sheamus and uh, Drew again. They already lost. Don't do it again. It doesn't feel like punishment, though. I suppose in a way it does. I, I think uh, maybe we glossed over this in the backstage segment with Adam Pierce because there was one earlier in the night, which we'll talk about in a minute, of Adam Pierce being like, hey, you guys run the show. Usos, get out of here. We're going to have a singles match with Solisco and Dolph Ziggler. And he, he mentioned as part of that that they're going to have a basically a number one contender tag team turmoil match. Maybe he said as part of that because you've been going crazy on Raw so much, we're going to have we're going to have you defend the Raw belts, and this is how we're going to determine it. And maybe I missed that. Um, I, if it is, I totally missed it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But I, I think it works because they've been going nuts on Raw lately. Just be like, all right, I've had enough of this. Fine, you want to defend your belts? Here you go. I'm giving you a match right now. And it is interesting because I got a message from someone today uh, who. Didn't like actually a lot of the USO stuff and the the bloodline stuff on Raw this episode, mm. and they they said it feels a bit Control C Control V, 
because yeah, the bloodline just come out and attack Kevin Owens, or you know, the bloodline mm-hmm. come out and they take over Raw, or the bloodline come out and they do this. So I totally get it from that aspect of it, and I suppose it is one way to to get this. A massive apologies. I clearly missed that. That's that's if, on me. If, I, cl- if that I clearly missed it. My bad. Do you know what I didn't miss though? Mm. Geology. So Geology is a 16-time award-winning skin, hair, and body care company recognized by Men's Health GQ Spy Esquire and Ask Men Grooming Awards with over six thousand five-star reviews. People love this product, including us here at Restore, because we'd use it. This is actually legit my set I have from Geology. And what you do is you take this very simple quiz, doesn't take you very long, and they pick out the products that you need, the products that are going to be best for your skincare routine. Very handily labeled. These ones are orange because they're the morning ones. And those ones are blue because they're the nighttime ones. And I've got my little nighttime routine, my little daytime routine to make my skin look as good as it possibly can. Mm. It is simple and effective skincare. And, and this is very interesting. So not only is Geology the best in the skincare game, they've also released a ton of new amazing hair, body, and other skin products. Whatever you need, Geology has you covered. And using our promo code WRESTLE70, you will get 70% off your trial product. So go click the link in the video description down below. Take that quiz. Get your skincare routine sorted for you. Use our promo code WRESTLE70. Thank you very much to Geology for sponsoring this episode of the WrestleTalk podcast. According to Kevin Patrick, there's never been a better time to be a fan of WWE. Never been a better time to be a pledgehammer. It's just, it's very fun that that came out a few days after the Vince McMahon news. Yeah! <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, that was true this time last Monday, mm-hmm. Kev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know if it's it's 100% true now. Mm-hmm. However, I got SmackDown, Raw, no Vince here. There's no Vince fingerprints in any of this. No, no. So, which means that the Charlotte Flair booking was outside of Vince. Vince Prince. Kevin Owens opened the show um, to say that he is challenging Roman for the title at the we, Royal Rumble. We did know this, in fact. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And he said he's going to win. Yeah. JBL came out saying that no one's, no one believes you're going to win the belt. I unfortunately... <laughs> which is true. <laughs> which is true. Uh, I unfortunately think I manifested this unintentionally. <laughs> uh, because I had a thought this morning, slash last night, uh, when I was getting into bed last night. It was when I was getting into bed last night. I had a thought that I don't think anyone has thought ever before. And I thought, where's Baron Corbin been lately? He has been off for a while. Yeah. And unfortunately, here he was. So, sorry, everyone. Although, he had a reason to be here. Oh, yeah. Because JBL pointed out that the last person to pin Roman Reigns in the last three years mm-hmm. is Baron Corbin. Yeah. And so out comes Baron Corbin. He says, hey... I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. It's actually more than three years ago. It was December 2019. Wow. I believe. It's a long time ago. Yeah. He said, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble, and I'm going to main event WrestleMania, and I'm going to win the titles. Word for word, Austin Theory and Seth Rollins both said that in their promos as well. It's that time of the year, folks. We are going to win. Um, uh, JBL got cheap heat. Just said, hey, Alabama, something or other. Woke, snowflake. It's like mm-hmm. bottom of the barrel. Cheap That's heat. control C, control V. Right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Control-C, Control-V. But Kevin Owens beautifully sold this segment oh. by just walking over to the promo, putting his head into a turnbuckle, and just... 
Yeah, he essentially did what Pete just did. Terrible for audio listeners, but Pete is visually doing what Owens did. It was very, very funny. And he basically just stands up and he's like, I didn't hear a single word of your promo. I, I blocked it all out. It's like me and the Raw Tag Titles thing. I didn't hear a single word of it, <laughs> but going by this crowd reaction, it wasn't very good. Yeah. And then I love this. Owens is the only one who cares mm-hmm. about detail. Yeah. Because he said, look, I'm in my gear because I expect the, uh, the bloodline to come out and attack me. I need to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. Brilliant! Yeah, the amount of times I've written in my notes. Well, they're in their gear, so they're having a they're match. They're in a match, aren't they? Yeah. You know, well, we've only come out for a promo, but I'm in my gear, you know. And oh, thankfully, luckily, for having a match. Yeah. And he's like, "But and you're in your gear, so let's have a match." They did, and Owens won. It was fine. Crowd went nuts. Kevin Patrick on commentary in this match. Baron Corbin hit the deep six. Kevin Patrick said, "Said Kevin Owens kicks out, and not many do from the deep six. <laughs> Kevin Patrick, you filthy, filthy liar. Everyone kicks out of the deep six. Well, not many people do, Pete. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, bud. Not many people do. <laughs> uh, the Usos attacked Kevin Owens after the bell. And so- Solo Sokoa. And Solo Sokoa was also there. No Sami Zayn. Yeah, so minus five stars. Um, I like it. Owens used the chair to fight them off and Pierce, and crucially, Petey Williams uh, broke it all up. Well, Petey Williams is, you know, he's the star of the security team. Sure, we've got Adam Pearce, former Ring of Honor booker and all this sort of, you know, scrap daddy. We've got, we've got, you know, he's a good hand, but he's no Canadian destroyer Petey Williams. Look, I understand you have a boner for TNA. But this, Specifically, but this is 2005 TNA. <laughs> <laughs> but this is WWE Raw we're talking about, Luke. <laughs> So anyway, uh, this is where we had the backstage argument with Adam Pearce. Presumably, this is where I, I missed the key detail that they, they are they are splitting the tag belts. I know that you said we, I'm sending you back to SmackDown. You're barred from ringside, but then they were on the show later on. Uh, but the other key to this day now, Soda Sokoa versus Dolph Ziggler, mm. uh, and we're getting Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn on SmackDown this week. Mm-hmm. We sure are. Uh, we had a recap of Alexa Bliss versus Bianca Belair from last week. The announcers let us know that um, Bianca Belair is okay. She had to have stitches, though. And Alexa Bliss comes out. She stands on the um, uh, the announcer's table, mm. calls herself the face of evil. She hasn't felt this good in a long time. She's in charge. She's got the whole world in her hands, and she's going to take the title. She's in charge this time. However... A creepy video with children's bikes and ooh, spiders, Swings. spooky, scary skeletons. <laughs> and Uncle Howdy on the screen being like, I don't think so. Mm. And then Uncle Howdy comes out on stage. It was way less goofy than when he did it on SmackDown. Um, I still think it's Alexa Bliss. Luke. Pete? It's not though, is it? Why not? I've seen them in the same room together. Yeah, yeah. It's all an illusion, Pete. Look, everyone has pointed out, Pete, I've, I've, I've seen the Twitter, mm-hmm. that everyone pointed out that the Uncle Howdy in the video mm-hmm. has blue eyes. Mm-hmm. I believe so does Alexa. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't checked hope. that. Does live Googling Alexa Bliss have blue eyes? I'm color blue. Yeah, so he's uh, <laughs> Uncle Howdy. Told you. It's Uncle Howdy confirmed. Still Uncle Howdy. This is a ruse. Bo Dallas is the red herring, everyone. It's Bo Dallas. How are we all missing this? It's Bo Dallas. He's the misdirect. It's Bo Dallas. It's going to be revealed that Alexa Bliss is Uncle Howdy, and so is Bray Wyatt. But it's the different ones. 
They're both figments of their imagination that we can also see. Luke. Dude, they were random people wearing Uncle Howdy masks in the crowd last week. Mm-hmm. We didn't we didn't say like, well, that's Uncle Howdy. Mm-hmm. It's Bo Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Uncle Howdy said, are you sure about that? Are you sure you're feeling charged? Do charge? you feel in charge? Yeah. Uh, and he came I, out on stage. I, and like, he, I like that aspect. I like it as well. And mm. as I said, this was way less goofy than when they did it on SmackDown. Mm. I thought the immediate hard cuts commercial then come back and it's just imagine the commentators don't bring it up. I was yeah. like, yeah, never mind weird. that, S. Here comes Mongo. Yeah, it was a bit weird. Yeah, it's but a bit weird. I, I like the aspect of Lexi Bliss being like, no, I was in control of everything I did. I'm evil now. And I'm computer being like, Haha, no, yeah. that's wrong. I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed this. And as I said in the Edson review, I can honestly. Yeah, it's it's not what I would be doing with Alexa Bliss, but at least it's something. Yeah. Bailey took on Mia Yim uh, and said that Becky doesn't have any friends, not including Mia Yim, you don't count. Mm-hmm. And she sent damage control to the back. Do you think they're going to do the damage control splits? No. You know? Nah. I think they're going to do something at a rumble. Eh. I don't think so. No? No. I mean, they've got no... Who, think, who can they... Are they going to face Ronda and Shayna for the belts, right? For the tag belts? Do they care? Uh, Ronda and Shayna? No, WWE. Oh! About um, a feud for them. Uh, no, but it could just be a way to get the belts off them and put them on Ronda. Sure. Uh, but anyway, th- I thought Bailey did everything within her power to make Mia Yim look good in this match. She got. She looked great. Read it to her, because mm-hmm. this crowd, when Mia Yim came out, pin drop, oh, uh, yeah. not, a, not a peep. However, by the end of this, they were really into Mia Yim making her come back and getting some offense in on Bailey. So credit to Bailey, man. She did a real good job here in getting Mia Yim over. Mm-hmm. And it looked like she could have got the win here. Uh, but my only criticism, not necessarily from this match, but just of the booking of the show as a whole, is that Bailey did the exact same finish as Dominic Mysterio. Granted, yeah. it was with Rhea Ripley, but it's an illegal roll-up with feet on the ropes. It's like, just do something slightly different, just so it's not the same in two matches. But that is literally my only criticism. I thought this was really good. They also sadly announced on commentary, Johnny Gargano's injured. Yeah. yeah, Shoulder injury. Yeah. That's a shame. They said that he, sh- he won't be out for very long. It yeah. was what they said about AJ as well. Yeah. And they said that like uh, Gargano put a, a tweet up just being like, I really want to wrestle, but they're not letting me. <laughs> um, but he said he's hoping to be back as soon as he can, hopefully for the Rumble. Yeah. Um, so Kathy Kelly interviewed Candice about this backstage. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, it sucks. But also, I'm focused on the Royal Rumble. Rhea Ripley walks up and says... Bog Jingo, Mike, don't think so. And then uh, they had a match later. This little segment, mm-hmm. on the surface, it's a nothing segment. It was just a way to set up a Rhea Ripley versus Candice match. Rhea Ripley has always oozed superstar charisma. Even more so now. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, the way she carries herself she's is incredible. absolutely phenomenal. And you can see it all in this little backstage segment. Just the way she's so dismissive of everything Candace says. The way she walks, like she shoulder barges her, she walks off. It's just, she's so good. She's she's absolutely the person to beat Bianca Belair for the belts. 100%. 100% she yeah. should beat Bianca for the belts at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Uh, also, you had Nikki Cross watching on from behind some crates and stuff. Miss that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, it's 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 those little background things. I just saw her being like, hey. <laughs> she's been doing that a lot lately. She has been doing that a lot. I feel like we're just sort of waiting. I know I'm worried now with Gargada being injured whether we're going to delay that ever so slightly. I don't know why we would. Well, and because I thought we were going to be doing Sanity versus because Gargano and the, uh, You're really on this Sanity thing, aren't I you? I think Sanity are coming back. But 
Do you have any evidence Nikki of that? Nikki Cross is saying Sansy is coming back. <laughs> I don't know what is more. She? Yeah, she's been on. I need to swore then Instagram and stuff. All oh, right. And I wouldn't swear on this show, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> she was on Instagram and stuff being like, yeah, Sansy's coming back. Oh, right. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah. I thought it was just you just being like, well, obviously it? Sanity's coming back. Yeah. It's, it's something that I've been fancy booking since November, yeah, but exactly. now she is uh, being on Instagram being like, yeah, it's probably happening. Yeah, cool. Uh, Austin Theory came out for a promo. Um, again, dropping a John Cena reference. The champ, the is, champ here. is here. 100% he's facing John Cena at WrestleMania. He did get watted by this crowd, but he kind of worked his way around it. He, he, was he worked with it. Very, very good. good. Yep. Rollins came out on crutches, but then revealed, ha, 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 I don't uh-huh. need, well, I don't need both of them. I do need one. I do them, need right? one though. Because yeah. ow, my knee. Yeah. He is not a hundred percent, but he will be by the rumble. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be uh, in the rumble, as is Austin Theory. Both of them said, I'm going to win the rumble. And then I'm going to main event WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to walk out the universal champion. I mean, actually Austin Theory said, I'm going to walk out the universal champion. And I'm going to walk out the undisputed Universal Champion. Did he say that? Yes. Ah, oh. yeah. I think he meant United States Champion and maybe that is yeah. Universal. Yeah. But either way, I thought Theory was great. I thought Rollins was awesome. Um, when Rollins first came out, I was like, oh, "This feud must continue." I guess. Yeah. Can you don't? Well, I mean, not only that, but Bobby Lashley came out. So really, like it's it's the same feud. Back from suspension, Bobby Lashley. Right? Yes, because a few weeks back, Bobby, when he was a heel, because mm-hmm. it appears to be a babyface again now. Well, you say heel. Adam Pierce was healing it up at that point. I thought Bobby was Bobby was certainly the heel during the Brock feud. Uh-huh. And I felt that he was being more heelish on TV. Um, but now he is back to just being babyface Bobby again. Mm-hmm. And he just comes out and he destroys Theory, announces he's also in the Royal Rumble. Um, and then later on, he had a segment with MVP where MVP was like, look, he offered the handshake. Bobby mm-hmm. didn't take it initially. And he's like, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make amends, I'm trying to mend fences here. I've already done it with Cedric and Shelton. Mm-hmm. We're putting their careers back on track. We've all made mistakes. We've all made mistakes. <laughs> MVP's like, almost was a pretty big mistake. <laughs> massive, massive mistake. A seven <laughs> foot tall mistake. And I, I really like this because eventually Bobby did, you know, got on his side. They're on the same page. Gave a little fist bump. And then MVP was like, do you know what? I want to expand the business. Well, it, I think, I don't know if this was necessarily him saying, I want to expand the Hurt business. And it was more like, Bobby was saying like, look, we're cool, but I can't get past the history. You, you turned your back on me. You you assaulted me. I, I can't get over that. We're cool, but I'm, I'm not going to join you. We're cool. Don't worry. Little fist bump, but no. And then walked off. And then MVP was like, well, if you want to expand your business, you know, I'm always here kind of thing. So I think he was still saying the offer's there. Uh, I read it more as a expanding other business, adding another member into the group. I might need to watch the segment again, but that was what I that's what I got from yours. It. Makes way more sense, mm. but uh, that was that was my read on it. Mm. I think he literally just wanted to insert the word business because oh, he yeah, said yeah. they're going to put the hurt on the tag teams later. Yeah, expand the business, so they want to drop name drop the thing. But we had Rhea Ripley yeah, versus. Yes, please. By the way, oh yeah. business reunion. Oh yes. business. All, all of that. Yes, one hundred percent. All my thumbs up. Uh, Rhea Ripley took on Candice LeRae. Uh, Candice did start off hot, but Rhea shut her down very, very quickly and won even quicker. Cool. Twas a squash match, and I liked it. Um, an extended squash match. I would say this was a squash match. Rhea Ripley. It was like, a few um, minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah, but an extended squash match. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah and it, I, I, I thought it was great because this is, as I said, like Rhea Ripley should be the person to defeat 
Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. This is the journey. You put her in TV, give her these big dominant wins. Mm -hmm. Feel bad for Candice because she, her quest to avenge against uh, Damage Controller appears to be well gone by now. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought this was a, a very good showing for Rhea Ripley. Yeah, Rhea really good. Uh, thumbs up from me. Uh, would you like to know one of my biggest pet peeves? Oh. I see, that's slight exaggeration. Okay. Slight exaggeration. So, uh, obviously, we do our edited news and reviews on the main uh, Wrestle Talk channel as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, anytime you write your raw script, you always write Candace Luria. And it really annoys me. What do I do? Candace Luria rather than Candace LeRae. You always do EA rather than AE. Oh, yeah, so I do. Yeah. Yeah. Said so irrationally annoys me. <laughs> like, just spell it right. <laughs> <laughs> I just knows. Yeah, I've done it there. Yeah, and yeah. then I've, I've done, I, I was watching you write your script this morning. I could see it coming in. I was like, oh, he's probably Candice Lerier again. <sighs> I guess I just um, I'm running on the train. <laughs> it's that people don't see it. Literally, it's not even they the can most... if they turn the subtitles on in the ah, video. Look, but it isn't. Well, yeah, I suppose it would do. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we've got a. They announced the money of the bank will be in the UK. Ugh, it was broken by the Daily Mail. Ugh. Uh, disgusting. That is disgusting. Don't do that. Um, really, it was broken by Fightful. Uh, we then got the video package for Cody Rhodes. Brandy was in this one. Mm. Brandy Rhodes was on WWE. Not TV. Brandy Rhodes. Just Brandy. Brandy. Cody's that's, wife. That's her name. Uh, and next week is where we're going to find the, the work really begins. Really good video package. Yeah, great video package. Loving these video packages. They're really, really good. Really effective. Great babyface work. I mean... Cody Rhodes is already like top babyface after his Hell in a Cell performance, mm. but this is just reaffirming all that babyface goodwill that he had and kind of rebuilding it back up, which is the point, rebuilding it back up for his return. Also, I very much enjoyed this backstage segment mm. because Kathy Kelly interviewed Dolph Ziggler ahead mm. of his match with Solo Sokoa and uh, Mustafa Ali walks up and says, hey, we were supposed to be in the tag match tonight. Mm -hmm. like, we were booked for that tag match, but you wanted to do this instead. Mm -hmm. I think that's real lame. Mm -hmm. I think that's real bad because you've like left me in the lurch and you already interrupted my United States Championship match a few weeks back. They remember continuity. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And then Dolph was like, look, this isn't about tag teams tonight. This isn't about this. And I'd like to, uh, you know, I'd like to hope that you realize it's not about you. Mm -hmm. And he walks off and Ali's like, hmm, maybe it should be though. Yeah. I like it's this. Good. This I, I thought this was really good for Ali. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Video package for Bronson Reed, and then Saxton tried to interview Reed, but the Miz stepped in. Made a great pun. Someone who made a, a big splash, said Byron <laughs> Saxton. Someone who made a big splash is Bronson Reed. He literally did do a big splash when he came in. So, good work, Byron Saxton. Uh, the Miz walked in and said, hey, we're best mates. Yeah. And Bronson Reed was like, absolutely uh, no 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 we you and i we're not connected no uh if you want to pay me yes that's grand i'll, I'll do something I'll, I'll do something but uh as it currently stands no this, this is not yeah, a friendship no, and he walks away and he's like <laughs> classic read <laughs> and then we got uh the last thing we really need to talk about which is solo sokoa versus dolph ziggler mm. uh which was a uh a fine little match got really really good by the end mm. really good near fall off the zigzag and a great like reversal of it as well because like solo had him up in the samoan drop but he was taunting the crowd and ziggler slid out of that to hit the zigzag really really good mm -hmm. um and i got like so good in the final few minutes and the finish of this loved which is ziggler went for the zigzag uh for the famouser and solo had him up in a powerbomb position lift him up in the air samoan spike ziggler down 
and he just crumpled sack of potatoes to mm. the floor. Solo pinned him one, two, three. Great sell by Ziggler. Mm -hmm. Awesome performance by Solo Sokoa. A like home run of an NXT call-up oh, has been Solo yeah. Sokoa. I think that the way they have booked Solo Sokoa since his call-up has been arguably perfect. Yeah. Oh, in, yeah. In the man is, is man is still like. I think undefeated. He is, yeah. At least in, in sing singles. At yeah. least in singles, he is. I don't know if he's been in many tag matches. Whatever. Man is basically undefeated, even if he's not completely. Uh, but he never feels like, oh, he should be a main event star. Like, he's not at that level yet. They are treating him like he is a very good upper mid-card talent. Absolutely. Which is exactly where he should be. And which is why the wrestling during matches matters. Yeah. Really, a big fan of this. Uh, and then last thing to talk about is uh, Kathy was interviewing Bailey. Mia Yin walked up like a real sore loser. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you cheated. So, uh, <laughs> shut up. And then like, you know, the damage control beat her down because she's got no friends. I'm like, aren't you part of a faction? Yeah. You are. You're with the OC. Literally an actual official member yeah. of the OC. So you do have friends. Sure do. Either way, damage control beat her up. She doesn't have women friends ah, that's the problem yeah and that was the show because then it was the miss tv stuff and the gauntlet match mm -hmm. i thought this was a uh, perfectly fine episode of raw that it was like a, a back like this is exactly the sort of average television you'd expect monday night raw to be every segment meant something every segment built towards something else the wrestling on the show was very good promos were very good characters were very good this is a perfectly solid four out of five episode i thought you were going to say three out of five and i said that's unfair i think it's a four but i agree that is a four out of five episode uh, it wasn't anything hugely blow away amazing there were some really good moments on this one but nothing like sustained amazing through the whole show but some very good solid building stuff throughout the show i said it was what triple h has done is he set a bar like, mm. this is what average TV is now. This is what Dynamite had, like, throughout 2020. Mm. was just, like, this really solid level. It was, like, every week's a four out of five. Like, mm. yeah, sure, it's not, like, they've got this killer hot angle. They've got this big debut. They've got this big whatever. It's just a solidly good wrestling, a really, really good wrestling show. And that's what Raw is at the moment. Yep. So, thumbs up all around from me. Three hours is still too long. <laughs> well, of course, three hours is still too long. Like, that that can't be denied, but it helps when you the last hour of it is a, a gauntlet match, which I have a feeling is really going to die of death when it comes to the racing. Probably. Let's get into the rest of your ultra chats. But before we do, we have got some special shout outs here to our $25 and above Pledge Hammers on Patreon. Tomorrow is Wednesday, so you know what that means. A brand new Patreon podcast will be released to you in your RSS feed. So last week it was the mailbag episode with mm -hmm. myself and Sullivan Bo Brown. This week it is the Wrestle Talk Behind the Scenes podcast. Me, Pete, Oliver Davis sit down and we talk about all the machinations are going on. Talk about survival series. Mm -hmm. Talk about the three counts. The three count. Talk about we, another. We even talk about a series that hasn't been released yet because it's been delayed slightly. Mild spoilers ahead. Hey. We, don't, we don't actually talk about the content itself, so there's no spoilers about that. It's just like the behind the scenes of the series that will be coming soon. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very, very fun time. Um, you'll also enjoy Pete um, mm -hmm. because we get to talk about service stations. Uh, for like the first five minutes. Also, I've got a text message actually, which is it's relevant to your interest, Pete. Because I, I know you care about these sorts of things. Uh, I got this text message from Abby over the weekend. Went to Oxford yesterday, and I stopped at Lee Delamere both ways. So, I mean, that is a, a top choice service station. 
Um, and, you know, I, I wanted to tell you that because you wanted to add it to your list of service stations to go. Uh, you can't stop him, folks, in the office. He's always talking about service stations on British motorways. If he's not talking about how massive his penis is, he's talking <laughs> about service stations on the motorways. Dick 52. I've now got two of them. I meant to get uh, my board sorted out, but I don't have a marker for it. Um, anyway. We're also going to be. You know the bit in Monday Night War where I'm like, Luke, I don't care about your music <laughs> choice, which is a bit because I love music, specifically the kind of music that Luke's listening to. I, I more often than not, I will like what he's listening to. I genuinely don't <laughs> care about service stations, Luke. This is not a bit. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> I'm making it one. <laughs> Uh, also, I just want to give a quick shout out as well because we are now less than a hundred away from oh, hitting wow. our seventy. I know, dude. Like this last few weeks have been nuts for our subscribers. Great. So thank you all so much for our brand new subscribers. We are currently at sixty nine nine oh seven. Nice. So that is ninety three subscribers away from us hitting our seventy k targets, where we're going to do a ten hour Royal Rumble randomizer stream. So. Sounds fun. Get on board with that, people. Um, That's another channel. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, they steal all of our content. So, That's um, true. <laughs> I'm just going to steal theirs. What content do they steal? All, all the content. <laughs> we came up with Board Game Club. <laughs> I had actually good on Parts of Unknown. They stole that. Yeah. That yeah, was actually a No Rolls Bar series first, and I stole it for Parts of Unknown. But shh. Also, uh, to, actually today, in fact, in a couple of hours, we're going to be releasing the bonus WrestleTalk Extra that we didn't release in December. He, uh, Ollie and I recorded it yesterday. I'm going to be going to editing that after I've done this. Mm -hmm. So it'll be out in about an hour or so. Um, if you are one of our $25 and above pledge hammers, you get your name shouted out on this show like these fine folks. Always shining, Garrett Albright. You got the music. Oh, yeah. I was it playing. I've been playing for the whole time. Oh, incredible. Uh, Half Shell Hero, Kyle. Hannah A. Baby. Geordie Bus Driver, Harry. The Aztec Warrior, Hector Rodriguez. The Overstepper, James Nepper. Murderous James Murta. Wrestle Talk's Personal Problem Solver, Jamie Donovan. I've just seen the next one. Can you do it, please? Viernes al Decimo Tercero, Jason Gutierrez. Hear me spoken, here's today, Jeremy Smith. John Jenkerson, son of Jenker. And lastly for this Hall of Fame class, on the 10th of January 2023, Golden John Molden. I've seen the chat said they stole Laurie Blake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's our content. Yeah, exactly. He still does news episodes literally every week, and he did a really good video on Christmas Day of the raffling up wrestling. Raffling? Yeah, they raffled up. <laughs> he raffled up wrestling in 2022. I, lo I love it when he raffles up yeah. things. Let's get into the rest of your ultra chats. Thank you all so much for joining in. Rustor.com forward slash support. Hey, if you're in the mood for clicking links, geology, click that link too. 70% off using our promo code WRESTLE70. Charles Berg kicks things off. So I'd just like to remind everyone of a few things. Otis is excellent and always has been excellent. Shelton Benjamin has the best corner knee in wrestling. And WWE said KO's kid is Owen. So in WWE canon, KO has a kid called Owen Owens. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's great. Also... Charles Berg, I know people have been uh, joining for the Odyssey. Mm. The package, not Pete's, has been found. Oh, yeah. We're going to be opening it on the AEW stream. Charles Berg's package has been found, everyone. It was sent to the wrong address. Charles Berg's package. Hashtag Charles's package. 
we got a, a message here from Chris who says, uh, I, of course, enjoyed the Alexa segment. The story seems to be heading to a civil war between Alexa to Alexa, Bray, and Howdy. Some mm -hmm. sort of combination of them. Control of the Wyatt Six. Alexa didn't back down. Like she knew he was there, Howdy. Uh, he, she knew he was there, Howdy. Could have taken out Bray, and he could side with Alexa against him. Maybe Asuka, who's missing right now. Howdy could have been the one who caused Alexa to turn on the feed back at WrestleMania 37, and has too strong for Howdy then. It's a lot of retroactive stuff that I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to do. I also like how no one can predict what's going to happen, which is something that's been lacking in most other wrestling program right now, uh, because despite its criticism, it keeps wanting to see what happens next, which I feel is good. Jam that jam. Uh, some of that I do agree with. I quite like the mm. idea of the civil war. So it's less of a yeah. partnership between Wyatt and Alexa. It's actually mm. just, it's Alexa against Wyatt. I think that's actually quite mm. nice. Yeah. I think you are also doing, a lot, as Pete said, a lot of retroactive booking that I don't think is going to come to fruition. Which... Is totally cool if that's what you want to do. Absolutely. I, that's exactly what I did on the SmackDown podcast of being like, do you see all these story threads with a bloodline? And they probably aren't doing half of them, but. Uh, and I don't know that the people who are, uh, who are criticizing these segments are wanting to see what happens next. I, I think I am not, look, I am not like, oh, that's the segment I'm really looking forward to next week. Mm -hmm. When the segments happen, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting development, but I'm not actively being like next week i can't wait to see next week's mm -hmm. episode to see what the next beat is i'm curious to see what's next but i'm not looking forward to it if that makes sense. well no i think that makes yeah, that really makes sense it's yeah. like i'm i'm curious to see what it's going to but like mm. when i think about next week's raw that's not a segment i'm thinking of yes like at the moment it's judgment day and bloodline it's mm. kevin owens and the bloodline like yeah. that's the stuff it's, it's what we're doing next with rhea ripley like that's the stuff i'm looking forward to on raw mm -hmm. vandalia 1998 said so i guess mrs new character is paying people to be friends and play with him first loomis now bronson benny boy 004 luke you missed the crucial cameo on that backstage segment with pd williams adam pierce and the bloodline kenny from the spirit squad i mean look i know we're in a 2005 2006 nostalgic period guys but the spirit squad that ain't my 2005, it's not, 2006. It's not TNA, is it? Was it? Was that a TNA thing? It was not. It was a DX thing, which, and it was bad DX as well. So I'm sure that Spirit Squad were fine fellows, Kenny being one of them. Dolph was one of them. Yeah. Mitch, in fact. Was he Mitch? He was Nicky. No, he was Nicky. Yeah, I can't remember who Mitch was, but he was the one that me and my friends thought was the funniest because mm. everyone else has got like, like two syllables. Yeah. And then he just goes, Mitch! Which <laughs> <laughs> we thought was the funniest thing. <laughs> Um, but he's no P.D. Williams. Mm. B.M. Whitehouse says, hear me out. At Elimination Chamber, we have the Hurt Business versus Bloodline. And if any member of the Bloodline is pinned, Bobby Lashley wins the WWE title. Mm. This would be Lashley's reward for Pierce firing him in the reason the Bloodline turns on Sammy. Uh, I've heard worse ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of them we get in here, I've heard much worse ideas. Mm. Um, it's not the worst one I've heard. No. And as a way to split the belts, it is our way to do it. I I think if they did that route, they could make it work. If they do enough story beats and work around it, they could make that work, I think. Goki said, if they sell the company, do you think Triple H gets the boot from creative and the new owner brings in somebody else to run it? I have no idea. It's a it's a real like crapshoot of a no idea what mm -hmm. the future holds. Entirely depends who buys it, yep. under what conditions, what deal they come to. It, the whole thing I, uh, it I don't really is like if it's bought by a movie studio maybe they'll be like no we need to have our our writing team come in here mm -hmm. and they can do this yeah but that's a hypothetical mm -hmm. disney may buy it and be like no we'll just keep it things as is totally because yeah. you guys have got the experience you know what you're doing here mm -hmm. so we'll just run it as you know yeah vince's whole deal is vince came back to be in control 
so that when they do the sale, he can remain in control. Yep. I'd imagine that would probably be part of the negotiations he wants to do. And if Vince is, as he said in his statement, very happy with the management as it currently is, if he's in control, maybe he just wants to keep it the way it is. Just sell the company, $7 billion in mm -hmm. the back pocket, make the company private again, and just keep it as it is. Yeah, you are making money, but just make money for new people. For the company that buys it. That's yeah. it. We don't know. It's It really is like a, we'll see. Mm. And I don't think we're going to even see this year. I feel like the ramifications of this will be felt much lower down the line. And Anton here says, Didn't watch Raw. Just want to remind you that Kings of the Black Throne versus Kingston and Ortiz is on Rampage on Friday, as is Willing Nightingale in a street fight. Review it, you cowards. We don't have time. Yeah, unfortunately, we, we don't have time rampage and it, it's got no one to blame but itself it's been lacking mm. for a, it was lacking for a lot of 2022 and in classic wrestle talk fashion as soon as we stop reviewing it tony khan's just gone well we're gonna put some really good stuff on rampage it's like could you not do that another time yeah come on when we were reviewing it Come on, Tony. Um, but that is all we've got time for on this edition of the Rest of Podcast. Thank you once again to this episode sponsor, Geology. Get yourself looking the best you possibly can. Geology is a way to do that. Use our promo code WRESTLE17. Get yourself 70% off your uh, trial set. It is a brilliant service. Legit, this is my Geology set, and I love it. It's a great, great service. They've been sponsoring us for a while. I have renewed because I really, really like this and it's made my skin feel so much better. I have a 15 month old. I have bags under my eyes because I don't sleep a lot. I also have like, I do 14 hour days at this job. I don't sleep much. This here, however, makes it look like I'm as fresh as a daisy. That is all we've got time for on this edition of the podcast. Thank you all so much for watching slash listening. Get your comments in down below. Press subscribe because we are nearing our 70k total. In fact, refresh, oh, refresh, refresh, refresh. Two more jumped in. So we are now 91, 91 subscribers away from our 70k target with a 10 hour row. Wouldn't it be great to do that before the Royal Rumble? That would be so cool. Wouldn't it be great to do it on, oh, I don't know, Wednesday the 25th of January, 2023? Just a random date. We just plucked out of nowhere. I don't know what made me think of that date. No. It's not a date when the studio is free. No, no, no. Wouldn't it be Nothing great? Like that. Wouldn't it be great to do that day? Yeah. Be very cool. I mean, there's time before then as well. There's 15 days before that. That's so much time. So much time for 91 people to jump on board. That's like, uh, what, like, uh, five people a day? Oh, five people a day? Anyway, it might, Pete, be, it might be more than that. Anyway, Pete, I've, I've actually just figured something out. So, 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 so jo join in with me, okay? Find your okay. catchphrase. Yeah. Jump on board. <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> so, press the subscribe button. Jump on board to the Rest Up Podcast bandwagon. Jump on jam. <laughs> But JTJ, <laughs> jump on Jay or Jay on Jay, George, 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 everybody, jump on board. Press that subscribe button. We're trying to get us to 70k. We really do appreciate everything. Geology, thank you so much. Leave your comments down below. Press the thumbs up button and all that good jazz. I've been Luke and DAD. That's been Chopper Bequinel with the massive penis. Jam that jam. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.